Connor O'Gara. How's it going, Connor? I'm doing well. I think uh, I think Arkansas fans are, are hoping for some better vibes uh, than what I promised coming into this year. So I do feel a little bit bad, but uh, yes, I'm doing well. All things considered. So with with uh, <laughs> what what was it that you said about Arkansas before the season started? Just kind of remind everyone. Uh, I may or may not have, but definitely did say a four was on the table. Uh, that is, uh, look, I, I'm. I, I'm just saying that's no longer a possibility once you suffer that fifth regular season loss. I may or may not have, but definitely did say four and four in SEC play. KJ would be one of the top five quarterback prospects in the NFL draft coming up. Um, what else did I say? Bounce back year. Love the, the Dan Enos transition that KJ would be able to go through. I said if there was ever a guy who could figure out question marks on the offensive line, it's Sam Pittman. Um, yeah, just just a couple of things. I don't think I was too wrong about those things, but you know, two and five is two and five. Connor, Razorback fans will appreciate you just speaking them up and the optimism that's there, and they're not going to blame you for anything that's happened and the result of it. They just appreciate you recognizing the the Razorbacks and thinking that uh, there is talent there and and what you saw coming into the season. Okay, so let me let me spin it forward then, because I, I think that that's what everybody probably needs. A lot of fatigue right now. Even last week, I know there are no moral victories, but it's still another one-score loss for Stan Pittman. That that area has been well documented. How Arkansas has come up short in those close games, but I, I really do think, and this is probably something that not a lot of people want to hear. But being down 24-6 in Tuscaloosa, which you've already lost four in a row, and K.J. is just back there getting killed, and you don't have Rocket, and it looks like a day in which you know, yet another loss to Alabama, what's really worth playing for with 18 minutes left in that game. For them to respond the way that they did down the stretch and actually make that a 60-minute game, to me, is a great sign for what awaits with these final five games. Now, it doesn't guarantee that Arkansas is going to finish the regular season with five consecutive wins doesn't guarantee that they're going to win this weekend against Mississippi State. But I think that was a really important thing to see because if you don't have that fight in, in this sport with how much this conference can chew you up and spit you out, those moments can define you. And I thought, given the circumstances for Arkansas to actually make that a football game on both sides of the ball with what they did, to me, that that's about as good as that game could have finished in a loss. Well, and see, that's the thing, Connor, is just knowing how close this team is. Nobody wants to hear it, and there's still losses. But I think that that's where some Razorback fans, not all, because some of them are just wanting Sam Pittman fired, but I think some of them are just looking at it as like, okay, they're good enough to be in these games. They're good enough to take Alabama and LSU on the road in their places to the wire and lose by a field goal. Like, they are good enough to do it, but they're just not finding ways to win. So that's where I think the conundrum is is like hey it's the end of the day you got to win games and if you don't we want to move on we want to do something else but at the same time you don't want to blow up the entire operation when you're losing these games by one possession because you know that it just takes a few little things to get you over the edge that's where the the whole confusion and the frustration and the conundrum that Razorback fans find themselves are in and I get it because I look I, I spent two and a half years in Nebraska and so I've kept a pretty close eye on that program. And what Nebraska fans endured during the Scott Frost era was, oh, my gosh, another close loss, another close loss. 
I'd say, though, the difference between that situation and the situation that Arkansas is currently in, we've at least had more of a track record of Arkansas winning these football games, whereas with Scott Frost in Nebraska, it's not like they ever had that stretch where they were winning those close games, and they had that season where they got to a Florida bowl game. And I don't think we should dismiss that, even though in this era of college football, it's very easy to overlook that. So uh, it doesn't guarantee that water is going to find its level and they're all of a sudden going to start winning these close games because there's something to be said for that, right? And it's not like they're self-combusting in a way that I think some of those Nebraska teams were with some of the issues that they would have down the stretch. But at, at the same time, it does kind of make it feel like, all right, there's Hope. There should at least be some hope. This team, I know you're only as good as what your record says you are, but I do think that there is some hope that this team can get to a bowl game and be feeling much better about the latter half of the schedule after enduring the toughest four-game stretch that anybody had in college football that Arkansas is finally through right now. So what do you see with Arkansas with these remaining five games? Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri. If they don't win at least three of these, I'd be surprised. Um, I, I think they lose that game in the Swamp. Florida's played really well at home. And even in the midst of uh, really the roughest two-and-a-half-year stretch as a program since Steve Spurrier arrived, I, they've still been a tough team to be able to play at home. An Alabama team that went to a national championship game a couple of years ago had a one-score win um, on the road in the Swamp. It, and it is still going to be a difficult game, but – you know, I, I look at the rest of those teams, and I'm like, okay, you still get Mizzou at home. And while Mizzou has had this great year, and I think that they deserve to be getting all the love right now, and there are people that should be talking about that more, you still don't look at that game and say, okay, well, you just can't win that one. Auburn's a disaster. I don't know if you guys have watched Auburn attempt to throw a forward pass, but it'll make you think it's 1923 and not 2023. It's been that bad. And Mississippi State, kind of the same thing. And they're they're banged up themselves this weekend. So I look at that and I say three and two at the very least. And I realize I would only be getting to five and seven. But considering how bad the vibes have been for the last month plus, I, I think that that could still set up Arkansas to be in a better place and to get to that four and one mark that it would take to get to a bowl game. Speaking with Connor O'Garrett of Saturday Down South here on Out of Bounds. And I know, uh, Connor, just looking at uh, Arkansas, because we'll talk some of the other teams in the SEC, but for Arkansas, it's also weird seeing this offensive line struggle. It's weird seeing KJ not being able to be KJ. So is it just one thing that you point at to say, you know, is it Dan Enos? Is it, is it just the offensive line? How did this offense go from being one of the better ones in the SEC a year ago, returning a lot of the key contributors, the quarterback being the biggest one, and then now it's one of the worst, if not the worst, SEC offense statistically like how does that happen where does it start I think it's the the perfect storm of a few things I think if they were sure-handed at the tackle spots and if they felt good about that week after week I, I think we'd be having a different conversation about this offense I really do it doesn't mean that it means Arkansas would have a top 20 passing offense or something like that but I still see good things out of KJ in the passing game the issue is that it's really difficult when you know going into a game you're probably going to get sacked at least five times and then if you don't want to get sacked eight times you're going to have to do superhuman things like what kj did to terry and arnold last week i mean and that's just reality and that's a tough thing for an offense to overcome i also think the timing of this scheme change probably hasn't done them any favors with the personnel that they have on the outside they went into the transfer portal and got these big physical receivers that can win outside battles but they need guys that can really be quick and shifty in the intermediate game 
and that can go and turn a, a two-yard bubble screen into like an eight, nine-yard play and make life a little bit easier. And I, I think that's what they're struggling to, to have right now. And when you don't have any semblance of a running game, I, I think it's just it puts so much pressure on that passing game to get things going. So it, it's a combination of all of those things. I think that if they if they were talking about a different offensive line, to me, that's what would change so many of these these shortcomings that the offense has had. But yeah, it just has not gone the way that I anticipated. How do you see Arkansas in the next game, the upcoming opponent, Mississippi State? If you can kind of take a look at both those teams and how they match up, I think Arkansas should be in a good spot here. I do, and. You know, we'll wait and kind of see the way that this is going to play out with the Mississippi State quarterback situation. Will Rogers bank up? Very capable backup in Mike Wright, somebody that played a lot for Vandy last year before transferring to Mississippi State. And, it's, you know, Sam Pittman talked about his ability to throw the football. Like, even if Will Rogers is banged up in this one, it doesn't mean that Arkansas is all of a sudden off the hook in that task to, to be able to slow down that offense is suddenly easy. But, you know, Mississippi State has just been kind of a mess this year. I think Arkansas should have a favorable chance to contain that offense. Their best player, Woody Marks, also got banged up in the Western Michigan game. So it's been a tough go. You talk about, you know, Arkansas and their issues that they've had with their scheme change. The one that Mississippi State had to deal with this year was even more extreme. It was always going to be extreme when you're going from the Mike Leach air raid to anything, just because there's nothing quite like it, even the other iterations of the air raid. But to me, this has been a really, really difficult transition for the Bulldogs. So, yeah, I think Arkansas has has a chance to be able to win this one and cover. I think last I saw that line was at like five and a half in favor of Arkansas. So, yeah, I think this is a good spot, a get-right game for the Hawks. So there's not a whole lot of great games to see this weekend in the SEC. There's a few interesting ones except for Tennessee-Alabama, which we know what happened last year, one of the great games, atmospheres, moments where Tennessee knocked off Alabama for the first time in a long time. This time it's in Tuscaloosa. Both teams are in the top 20. So do you think Tennessee can make it two in a row, or do you think that this is when Bama gets back on track and holds the rivalry to in their favor once again? Well, I think Bama's going to give us a one-score game that's going to go down to the wire because that's just what they've done. I mean, since the start of 2021, 15 of their 20 SEC games, Bama has been in a one-score game in the fourth quarter, and that includes, obviously, last week against Arkansas. And so this matchup is going to feel so different than last year because this is a 52-49 to game that felt like basketball on turf. I know basketball is hot in the streets right now with where you're at, John. I think that there are so many elements of this game that you could look at from last year and, and say, oh, well, surely this is the rivalry, you know, moving forward. This is what it's going to be from now on in this, in this modern era of passing. And I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I don't know that there's a whole lot of trust in either of these quarterbacks. And the biggest mismatch in this game is Tennessee's pass rushers against that struggling Alabama offensive line. And so I, you could look at that and say, all right, well, that favors Tennessee, but do I really trust Joe Milton to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama? I don't. I, I really don't. So I think Alabama wins this game. But to say that it's going to be a game in which they win by 28, it looks like the Alabama of old, I can't get there either. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and Alabama's able to hang on. Connor, you talked a little bit about Auburn and some of the struggles they have offensively. Ole Miss, on the other hand, they score a lot of points, but they do have to go on the road. We know it's tough to win in conference on the road. How do you see Ole Miss-Auburn? 
I don't know when it's going to happen, but there are going to be one of these games this year with Hugh Freeze in year one in which we look up and we say, Hugh Freeze just won a game that he wasn't supposed to win. Maybe that's this weekend against an Ole Miss team that has kind of struggled on the road. I mean, you look back at Lane's track record in true road games, you're like, is his best true road win the, the golf ball game at Tennessee a couple years ago uh, with that crowd obviously hostile for his reunion in Knoxville? Um, so there's always a question mark about that, but man, it, this Auburn offense is just so bad. It's so unbelievably bad to watch them attempt to throw the football. I think in the last week, Army had a better, better passing attack in terms of passing yards per game than Auburn with the new gun option. They're not running the triple option anymore at Army, but still, that lets you know kind of where this program is at. And I think that this is still a difficult matchup for Auburn with uh, just an offense that lacks an identity. So I think Ole Miss is able to go on the road and win, but it's going to be a difficult atmosphere. I think it's going to be a 60-minute football game. I don't necessarily think that this is a game in which Lane looks like he is the vastly superior coach compared to Hugh Freeze. Connor, you also look at the South Carolina-Missouri game, which I know you talked about Missouri already, and I agree with you full-fledged full, full fledged that uh, they still need to see more of them. They're about to go through their toughest schedule, but you look at South Carolina. I know Arkansas has been disappointing to some. South Carolina is 2-4, and 1-3 and three in the SEC. Haven't looked great, especially defensively, and then Missouri's still trying to prove that they are a good program. I feel like this game could be one of those that South Carolina finds themselves in desperation mode and goes on the road and knocks off Missouri, but I could also see that Missouri and what they got with the momentum and being at home ends up being in their favor, and they take care of business against one of their eastern foes. One of the weirdest rivalry trends in the SEC is the fact that Mizzou has won this game in four consecutive years, and they're trying to make it five in a row. Like, if you just like talk to the average SEC fan or something like that, they would have no idea about that. That is such a weird thing because these programs are very often linked in the same sort of tier in the SEC East. But Mizzou's playing well. I, I thought what they did last week at Kentucky was really impressive. And there were a lot of takeaways from Kentucky kind of self-combusting. But to have a game in which Luther Burden comes in as the leading receiver in college football, and he's held to two catches for 15 yards, and they fall behind 14 to nothing on the road after an emotional loss against LSU, a game that looked like it was there for the taking, and they roar back and win that game by three scores. The Mizzou of old does not do that. They have turned the corner with Eli Drinkowitz with this team that had so much experience returning, and Brady Cook is playing the best football of his career and coming into his own. That receiving room is so, so good, not just Luther Burden, but Theo East and Mookie Cooper as well. I think it's a game that Mizzou should be able to win, especially with all those struggles that Arkansas, or that South Carolina rather is having in the secondary worst pass defense in the country they are right now. So I think that South Carolina is probably going to struggle on the road. Hopefully Shane Beamer is able to keep both of those feet healthy, doesn't break another foot in this one, uh, but I think Mizzou is able to hang on. Connor, is Georgia still the best team in college football right now? Mm, they don't have the best resume. That's not even close. And without Brock Bowers, no, they would not be favored on a neutral site to beat everyone. Um, do I have a problem with them staying at number one? I don't. They still haven't lost a regular season game in three years. I mean, that's a crazy thing to think about. The only game that they've lost really since that stretch is Alabama SEC Championship 2021, a game in which Bryce Young played out of his mind. So to me, I have no problem with them staying at number one, but are they the best team in terms of overall strength right now? No, I probably wouldn't say that. I, I love what Washington has done. 
a team that I picked to go to the playoffs this year. They have certainly looked apart. I think Oklahoma, with what they did against Texas a couple weeks ago, has a really good argument. And then, you know, you look at Ohio State and them being able to go on the road and pull that one out against Notre Dame at the last second there. I still think that there are teams that have better resumes than Georgia, but Georgia is the defending champ still proven otherwise. There's a reason why they're trying to do something that hasn't been done since 1936 Minnesota. So I'd give them the nod if I were voting in an AP poll or something like that, even though they don't have the best resume. But, yeah, there are a lot of teams vying for that number one spot. Connor, we really appreciate you joining us today and uh, each and every time you come on. So uh, until next time, we'll talk to you soon and have a great weekend. Gentlemen, appreciate it.